everybody. Thanks for checking out this week's episode of My First Sketch at MyFirstSketch.com. I'm Josh Hyam. As always, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes or SoundCloud. Get it automatically. The podcast should now be available on Stitcher as well if you use that app. You can like the podcast on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MyFirstSketch. You can email me at Josh at MyFirstSketch.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Josh High Foss. So the lineup has been revealed. From April 19th with the second annual Sketch Comedy Film Festival at the Roxy Theater, we have two nights at the Playground at the Adrian, Saturday at the Ruba Club, and Sunday at Underground Arts. So much good stuff coming that weekend, including a live edition of my first sketch on Thursday night. Tickets for Philly Sketch Fest are available at TicketFly.com. Also, now that you know the schedule for Philly Sketch Fest, we're still looking for volunteers. If you have a free night, come and help out. There's a Google form at phillysketchfest.com that you can fill out and let us know when you're available and how you'd like to help. Today's guest is Molly Silverman, currently a member of the Flat Earth. Her first sketch comes from her time in the Flat Earth called Like Now Office. Molly plays Kathy. Vince DiCostanza returns to the podcast to play Tom. Matt Schmidt plays Martin. I give the stage directions and do two quick cameos at the end, playing Mr. Pierce and Sean. So let's go to the sketch. Martin and Kathy, Norm Corp employees centered around the office kitchen coffee pot. Hey, morning, Kathy. TGIF. Happy Friday, Martin. Kathy pours herself a cup of coffee and Martin stands, starts to walk away. Oh, hey, Martin, what's the status on the ZB Creatures project? Oh, uh, good, good. Uh, just doing some fine tuning right now. We're going to have a few last minute kinks. Okay, great, because we're going to need that like now. Uh, I thought the meeting isn't until next Tuesday. No, I think it was clearly communicated in my last memo marked like now that we needed the ZB Creatures presentation wrapped up, like now. Enter Tom, coffee cup and ham, peeks head out. Morning. Hey Martin, Mr. Pierce and I are really looking forward to seeing that ZB Creatures project. It's not done yet. What? Martin, how can that be? Didn't Kathy tell you that we need the final presentation like now? I did. I told Martin very clearly that we needed the ZB Creatures project wrapped up, like now. There must have been some kind of a miscommunication. Martin, we're really counting on you with this one. We thought you were the guy to get the job done, and get the job done, like now. No, Tom, I I am that guy. I mean, when you say, like now, I say, I'm that guy. Well, then who dropped the ball, Martin? Huh? Did Kathy drop the ball? I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but... That's BS, and you know it, Martin. You dropped the ball, okay? We chatted about this by the goddamn water cooler, and I said, uh, five minutes ago. Five minutes ago? For Christ's sake, Kathy, five minutes ago it was like now, and now it's five minutes ago? Way to throw me under the bus. Don't piss on me and tell me it's raining, Martin. Look, guys. What's done is done. We're not pointing fingers here. I just want to know... Who dropped the ball, okay? If you dropped the ball, Martin, just say you dropped the ball. I didn't drop the ball, Kathy. 
The sooner we find out who dropped the ball, the sooner we can get on the ball and tie up these loose ends, people. Well then, I guess you should probably admit that you dropped the ball. I'm not going to admit to dropping the, f- the ball, Kathy, because I didn't drop the fucking ball, Kathy. Let it go. How are we going to get on the ball when no one will own up to dropping the ball? I don't know. You don't know? Martin, do you know how we're going to get back on the ball? I... I don't know, Tom. Well, that's just great. Tom starts to pace around, almost walking in circles, mumbling to himself like a crazy Jack Nicholson style. So Kathy didn't drop the ball. No, 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 Kathy didn't. Kathy's a fucking angel. And then, and then, and Martin dropped the ball. No, 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 not Martin. Tom picks up a letter opener that looks a lot like a knife and begins to scratch his head with it. Tom, Tom, please. Maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe you guys don't want to be on the ball. Oh, no. no, 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 that's no, not true. No, no we, we want to be on the ball, Tom. Well, I, the ball. I didn't drop the ball. I know that. That's what I do know. Tom, you're acting nuts. You want to get nuts? You want to get nuts? I'll show you nuts. He rips his shirt and gets into a squat position like he's about to charge. Enter Mr. Pierce. Tom, we're going to scrap that ZB Creatures project like now. The investors hated the pitch. My God, someone really dropped the ball on this one. Uh, Mr. Pierce exits. Tom starts to pull himself together. Kath- Martin and Kathy are still terrified. Good talk, team. Now, back to the drawing board. Tom snaps. Sean brings out a BMX bike. Tom gets on the bike and rides away. So, did you guys hear the 80s bully died? Molly. Hey, Josh. All right. So uh, tell me where this idea came from. Well, at the time when I wrote it, I was working in fashion mm-hmm. and it was the most passive aggressive work environment that I'd ever been in. And oftentimes, um, and I interned there for like six months prior mm-hmm. to getting hired full time. So I had a lot of experiences that were very similar You fully similar knew to what this. you were getting into. and Yeah, and people would always use, like, really uh, passive comments like this and just be like, we need it, and they would say stuff like, we need it, like, now. So this was a very literal uh, interpretation mm. of this. Um, I didn't have an experience exactly like this, but there was a lot of, there was a lot of um, office talk that was thrown around and I was just kind of fascinated for it and especially like or fascinated by it rather um the way that in emails or meetings or conference calls mm-hmm. people would just throw around all this jargon and at the end of the day it would be like it doesn't mean it, anything like it's um you know that the acronyms and everything yeah. right now like I work in retail and uh, corporate retail which is just ugh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but their new thing is a cadence of count cadence of it's a cadence of something and the word cadence doesn't mean what they actually yeah. are doing with it like i've only heard cadence cadence of counseling or something which is like the 
the tears of how people get written up when they do something wrong. That's weird. That's not what cadence means. Yeah, I just feel like there's so much BS. I've only heard the word cadence in reference to rap songs and the way that yeah, someone... Yeah, like the beat, the... Yeah, yeah like... like um, so you were telling me that you had been on Flat Earth for a while before you wrote a sketch. Yes. Well, I so I was cast on Flat Earth, and originally... Flat Earth was huge. Right. It was a big group. And, and, at, and at one point, there were a, there was a writer's room mm-hmm. and a performer's room. And, and it was very separate. over time, that has dr- whittled down to the five of you and completely combined into... Yeah. Um, but, so let's start with performing. Like, how did you get to Flat Earth? A friend of mine, Abigail Bruley, Mm-hmm. wrote this show called Down the Show. Right. And it was a web series. And she asked me uh, if I would read for a part in the first episode, in the pilot episode, uh, in a sketch called Beer Snobs. And I read for it, and she offered me the part, and, and I did it, and I loved it. And I enjoyed it so much that I was like, I... I would like to do something like that Mm -hmm. again. That felt really great. So she, I told her that I was thinking of taking a class at UCB. Okay. And she was like, don't, don't go to New York and spend, you know, X amount of dollars for a class. Like you're here in Philly. There's classes right over here at fit. Right. Let's go take one together. So we took improv 101, which then led to us being in Nielsen. We met, Jackie Baker, we loved Jackie. Okay. Um, we and you know Nielsen, we were in for like, like two years, and we switched. We Annie Moskowitz was our coach first, and then Jess Ross was our coach. Mm-hmm. So Jess Ross uh, actually encouraged me to audition for the Flat Earth. Um, and at the time, it wasn't the Flat Earth. It was just the, uh, the sketch for the team. First and I didn't even really know what that meant. Mm-hmm. But I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And I went and I auditioned. And Okay, so yeah. let's backtrack a little bit. You you did uh, Improv 101 with who? Andy Moskowitz. Did you do all the other class? Like, just 101, really? Just 101. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then, it's, and then you get with Nielsen. I'm trying to rem- – well, you mentioned down the show, and I'm trying to remember – if I had seen that first episode, I know when I first got into the scene and started like seeing stuff, I think it was the second or third episode had like a premiere party at Connie's Rick Rack. Uh-huh. That sounds about right. And I remember going to that. I was at, I think I was at that. Um, but I, I can't remember what the actual like content of that episode was. I know Secret Pants performed that night and they did one of their sketches that uh, eventually was added to their worst of show. Uh, but yeah, so so you only do Improv 101, and then so your original Flat Earth, like that first wave of auditions and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, and actually, when, when we sat down for the first Flat Earth meeting, and they introduced our director, and it was Paul Trigiani, mm-hmm. That was crazy because I met Paul when I was shooting the first episode of Down the Show. Right. So good. And it was all of these like different worlds of 
Rob Banowitz was in the first episode, so it was mm-hmm. all these worlds colliding. Um, so who else was on that first, the original Flat Earth? I remember uh, Matt Schmidt was... Um, and Matt I was really a writer when he started. Yeah, uh, Sean Landis, mm-hmm. uh, Luke Field, Jess Ross. Yeah. Uh, Steve Swan, Jim Graham, and... Right, because I, I can't... I, I always forget that there was a couple of guys veered off to the other project. Yeah. Um, and then and Jackie was one of the actresses. Uh, I'm trying to just, like... Obviously, Rich. We've I've talked to Rich before. Vince. Adam Siri. Adam Siri. Brent Noblock. I don't even know. If I Noblock? I, <laughs> I just butchered his name. <laughs> okay. Um, so what? Let's let's go all the way back. Let's start with you know what did you like growing up? Did, what made you laugh growing up? Uh, I I watched a uh, okay. Um, a lot of stuff. Uh, I watched a lot of SNL growing up. Mm-hmm. My mom got us started on SNL really young. So we, sh- and she would, you know, she would play us like the Dan Aykroyd and Steve Martin seasons mm-hmm. and stuff. So my sisters and I used to, on Saturdays, it was like our tradition. We would make baked apples and we would watch SNL together. Like the actual like, live 1130? Yeah. I don't think even as a kid I stayed up for an entire episode like I was for a very long time like well when I grew growing up I it the cast that was really big was like Will Ferrell, Sherry O'Terry, Molly Shannon mm -hmm. and they were so so funny to me so I feel like I don't know Um, made sure I was up for that and then I so I'm, I'm gonna because you say that I'm gonna assume that we're roughly the same age and that's the point where Saturday Night Live hit County Central and a couple of the other cable channels where the older shows were coming. So you could see like mm-hmm. the history of it. Like And used to watch the ones with I loved Chris Farley growing up. Mm-hmm. I loved Adam Sandler growing up. I actually I watched a lot of uh, the show Martin with Martin Lawrence. Okay. I liked In Living Color. My brothers used to listen to the Jerky Boys. I don't mm. know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Which, thinking back to that now, I'm like, that it was foul. <laughs> like, it was definitely not appropriate for children. Oh, and I had Adam Sandler's CDs. Another thing that's not appropriate for children, for the most part. So funny, though. <laughs> and I re-listened to those. And actually, Rich and I, Rich Lee and I, bonded over that because we were trying to explain one of his sketches Mm -hmm. to flat earth one night and it totally (laughs) wasn't translating it's the one where he's talking about like uh he he's like talking about like making love and it's like so grotesque and he's like call me an ugly woman and punch me in the face Like stick a shampoo bottle up my ass. It's it's terrible. I, I don't think I've ever listened to any of the. Well, here I go again. It doesn't <laughs> the, translate again. Sandler, like <laughs> other than like the Hanukkah songs from the albums, like there were a lot of like pretty I, bad ones. Yeah. Um. So I asked everyone, "Who's your favorite Saturday Night Live cast member?" That's tough. Um. Honestly, it would probably be between Will Ferrell and Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. Like pretty standard. I yeah. think they're probably the two most popular I've gotten for the most part. Yeah. 
I loved Sherry O'Terry growing up. I've had this debate with people. Like, I think that she was so underrated. I would have loved to see more from I, her. I think historically, yeah, she's definitely underrated because I don't think her stint on the show was very long. But, yeah. like, she's done a ton on the show. Like, she used to go toe-to-toe with Will Ferrell, yeah. and I would be You dying. know, between the cheerleaders and, like, um, is it uh, the old lady that always yells from the oh porch? The, and the lady uh, with all the pills. The pills. <laughs> and then, oh. like, the Simmer Down Now character, like. And she had the sexual innuendo character. With, is that the Catan one where they're the couple? Probably. or Oh, Chris Catan's another one. But my sister and I just loved when he was Mango. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I definitely have done the mango dance. Like I've never won like the short shorts or anything, but yeah, there's we did the mango dance. Um, in my house. So, is your is your first um performance like with Abigail in down the show? Like, is that the first time you really performed, or did you like act I at all? Like in I did theater okay. as a kid. Like I did. I did the play in eighth grade and mm-hmm. which is funny because I was like after that I like my big roles growing up I was a mom <laughs> and I always play a mom <laughs> in the flat earth like and my family used to tease me and be like Molly's playing a Molly's playing a Jewish grandmother again in the play <laughs> but it was like it was just that was the role that I killed when I was 14 I was like Mae Peterson in Bye Bye Birdie <laughs> And that was like my, that was, that was my opus. Is that the, I don't know Bye Bye Birdie all too well. Like, is that, because my Bye Bye Birdie reference is the movie from the 60s. So I, and I always just think like how weird it is that, uh, which one call it keeps talking about his kid, like, you know, this over the top, effeminate, closeted gay guy, like. I don't even remember Bye Bye Birdie that well. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it, it's just, like, wait, am I even thinking about my birdie? Like, oh, my gosh, if I'm, if I'm doing the wrong musical, I'm going to be so, like, by my birdie, yeah, it's, by my birdie has kids, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, good. Phew. Yeah. Because um, it's, yeah, it's uh, the dude from Hollywood Squares, Dick Van Dyke, uh, I think Anne Margaret shows up. Yes, Anne Margaret's yeah, in it. Like. And I don't know who plays name birdie i don't I, even remember i don't remember the actor's name because but he's like an elvis knockoff yeah. so are you the one that's like going to shove your head in the oven i yeah i because, was the dramatic mother because dick van dyke's trying to date someone else with yes like, okay and i'm just like really i was a possessive mother i ended up getting in a trash can like at the end of my solo <laughs> <laughs> uh so is that all the like you just did like the plays in high school and everything yeah and then fast forward years later down the show, like, well, I, when I, I mean, I had a really short attention span in mm-hmm. school growing up and really the only thing that I really had fun and really like felt right to me was when I did plays mm-hmm. like at my school and stuff, but it was, that would happen, you know, once, twice a year. Yeah. And then, um, when I went to college, I was kind of like, I, I thought I wanted to be a theater major. Mm-hmm. I went to Kutztown. I liked the performing arts program because I really liked the instructors. I hated the school. Right. 
and I was like, I cannot be out in the middle of nowhere. Like, I've got to get out of here. That's the absolute middle of nowhere. Like, yeah. that is definitely one of those. There's, like, a gas station, yeah. and that was it. So I was like, not working for me. <laughs> and so um, I applied, and I, I went to Temple. And at Temple, I really liked the school, really liked being in the city, but I didn't like the theater program. Oh, okay. So I had this whole existential crisis and was like, maybe that's not what I'm meant to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I studied communications, like a lot of people who don't know what they want to do in school. I was a communications major. Yeah. Like, that's uh, so. Like, what were you perform? Like, did you perform at Temple? Like, what are any of the you didn't do no. any of the theater shows? I actually was really interested in the music business, okay. and I interned. Um, I interned at Mad Decent, which was Diplo's label, which used to be based in Philly at the time. And I really thought I wanted to do A&R, and I wanted to scout musicians. But at that time, the music business was already I was about to say, that would have just tanked or like, where A&R isn't like a a budget item anymore for the one. Um, So down the show, and that just to do that is just to hang out with like, your friend asked you to hang out and do something like basically, or I think it was just because I think that Abigail knew that even though I wasn't studying in school anymore, Mm -hmm. I mean, I will say I actually did perform a couple of times Mm -hmm. in between, but it wasn't like theater. I made up like, uh, we did like this silly dance like choreographed dance that I performed with a bunch of friends for my friend's boyfriend's birthday at the Barbary. <laughs> okay. And we called ourselves the primetime dimes and it was absolutely <laughs> absurd, <laughs> but I just, I like to be on stage. So I think Abigail knew that I was someone who liked to perform, but I, I didn't really know that I had an outlet for it. Mm-hmm. And so she was, had this project and, so, like, you were almost completely in the dark that Philadelphia had those options to you, like... Yeah. Because I, I admit, I admit that growing up, if I if I wanted to uh, pursue comedy, I assumed I'd have to go to Chicago for Second City or L.A. for the Groundlings. I didn't know about UCB at the time, like... But yeah. even then, I didn't know there was anything in Philadelphia until for much later until, like, I dropped out of college and even like three or four years later. Yeah. Um, so Flat Earth, the audition for Flat Earth, how long are you a performer before you write something? Like I didn't start writing in for the Flat Earth until 2015. So good two and a half years yeah. or so, like maybe three, uh, if not more. Yeah, it's we, we're reaching our f- five-year anniversary yeah because fl- the the first house teams were at least the packets opened up the fall of 2012 or summer of 2012 yeah um so yeah i was so as the the group whittles down and you join the writer's room and uh but you also do Manny Petty for a while, don't you? Oh yeah, I did Manny Petty for a little bit too. So how does that come about? Mm. Wow, I can't even remember. That was kind of a blur. That was 2015 too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I can't even remember who contacted me. I think I got an email from like Aubrey and Caitlin mm-hmm. and I can't remember the exact sequence of events, but they asked me if I wanted to do it. And I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> I'm in. Um, and that was, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It didn't, it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. And I kind of, uh, spread myself a little bit too thin. Right. With that, that in the flatter. I'm always curious about the people that do multiple projects at the same time because like I just can't imagine the time commitment that I think I asked uh Caitlin because she like Caitlin Weigel because she has so many things going on and she's just like I don't know how she does it (laughs) I think she said to me she's like just do everything in one night just stack everything like five to seven seven to nine I was like that sounds awful to me like Caitlin is like not human in that way (laughs) she's so incredibly disciplined and she writes constantly Mm -hmm. I had just started exploring writing Mm -hmm. and I was also working a really really demanding job Mm -hmm. that I didn't really want but it was the kind of thing where I was told constantly this is an opportunity yeah millions of girls would kill for this is a job that girls would kill for so I was working this job that was like nine to seven most nights and then trying to do Manny Petty and Flat Earth and I just basically had a breaking point where I was like I was so miserable in my job that I was kind of like I have to like I need to like leave this job before I can focus on any extracurricular stuff Mm -hmm. it sucked um so you with Flat Earth now being much smaller than basically every other group in this, the, every other of the house teams. Cause yeah, like the house teams, I think there's like 13 credited people That's for crazy goat me. rodeo. I think there's 14 or 15 for um, the decoy. And you guys, it's just the five of you and the five of you have basically been together since day one. I, yeah. I've Vince dropped out for a little while and came, came back, back eventually. Yeah. Um, so now that you guys have completely gelled as a unit, why do you think that is? I think I think at the end of the day, it's like the people that really wanted this mm-hmm. and are really dedicated stayed. Um, I don't know. That's kind of a tough question. Can you rephrase that? Um. Do you find an advantage to just being the five of you compared to a, a bigger yes crew? Absolutely. I just the I think our voice is stronger now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it wasn't until we got to be smaller that like our the flat Earth brand. Per se, I'm sorry to use. I was gonna say, like, I'm just, I'm already cringing about that. I know that's (laughs) disgusting. Um, But that's like really the only way I can explain it. It's like the, you know, the. I thought it was super exciting to first be a part of the flat Earth, and Mm -hmm. and I loved everything that we did. I I've loved everything that we've done from the day that I joined this group Mm -hmm. and I've always been proud of the work that we've done, but, um, once we got smaller 
and it was you know we had like a mass exodus of people Mm -hmm. and then it was like us regrouping and being like are we gonna do this like you you lost like luke field and jess ross like almost at the same time time. like yeah like and i think all the asteroid people that were doing both have both basically just disappeared like you know moved on to whatever other thing we've Uh, lost a lot of people yeah like and we've had to continuously be like are are we still in yeah still in and i i think that our voice though as a group is has only gotten stronger because it's Mm -hmm. more of this i don't know what do you have like a favorite sketch in the history of flat earth like is there a specific thing that you're just like the most proud of or um there's sketches that like kill me every time that like no matter what they'll still make me cry laugh we have so many sketches that i like can't even remember we had the deer sketch i don't know if you've ever seen that one uh it doesn't like just just by the title of it i I can't so jackie's a deer she's on stage matt comes out he's a hunter okay i don't think i've ever seen the like that that visual of that of that sounds familiar but i don't think i've ever seen the actual sketch well it's violent (laughs) he snuffs her with a pillow and it's and then he starts like crying it's i'm it sounds like comedy right i'm doing a good job of explaining it um i'm sorry it's her we have so what like one of the ones i've seen that i actually absolutely loved when i first saw it was uh I don't know what you guys call it, but the Kamikaze class reunion. Oh, yeah. That like, was a lot of fun. That entire just build of, like, you just think you're setting up a stage and doing all just the basic stage direct, like, stage setup under darkness, mm-hmm. literally just for a four-second visual joke, and then right back down and just break it all back down again. Like, I I love that when I first saw it. It was just so dumb but smart. And People like, really like that sketch. I think that that's, like, something that they remember. <laughs> At least we did that in. Uh, I, say, I don't think I saw it within the actual like confines of a full flatter sketch. I think I saw like you guys just did it randomly, like some theme show or yeah. something, or you know whatever mix show that we were doing. Um, and we did that in festivals last year, and that mm-hmm. was the sketch that every time people like afterwards would be like that kamikaze sketch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a good one to hang your hat on. I I really love it's that sketch. Fun. I also love the the talk sex show where um, Vince is the host, Jackie is a guest on the show, Mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, talk sex, and and he asks her about, like, her fetishes and whatnot, and she starts talking about, I don't want to, like, ruin it if you haven't (laughs) seen it. It's fine, because you guys aren't going to do it anytime soon. We might. It's good. It's always a good one (laughs) to pull out of the vault. But she, um, so she starts opening up. And the way Jackie does it, it's so good. Mm -hmm. It, like, will rock you to your core, because she does it in such a truthful way. And she's talking about how she can only be aroused when she dresses up as a baby, and when she's taken care of as a baby. Okay. And she gets so emotional and she's talking about how she has this fear of rejection that, you know, once like her partners find out about this fetish that she has, that they're going to abandon her and she's crying mm-hmm. and Vince just turns and is like, gross. And then the, <laughs> and then the music I, comes Okay, in. I have seen that one. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely remember that. Vince, gross. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, is there a specific voice that you think you have? 
with writing? Like, um, I I think I definitely have some work to do still in mm. finding my voice. Um, or uh, like, is there a particular topic or like a viewpoint that you like going for? I I always try to. I feel like my my sketches are usually just they're usually absurd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know I wrote this one about obsessing over like not knowing what R Kelly song was playing in the cafe, and then okay. and then Jackie and I had to go and do like lab work and like all of this stuff to like figure out what the song was. Like mm. my sketches are usually based on me just doing ridiculous things in my actual life and okay. then being like, uh, this is absurd. This is like something that we <laughs> all do though. Right. So um, it's usually like just based on embarrassing everyday stuff that happens and being like isn't that absurd (laughs) but we all do it like let's talk about it um so why like why do you keep doing comedy like what what's the what's the reason like why do we why do you keep why do you keep going on stage why do you keep hanging out with flat earth every week to because it feels do a show every four three months because it feels good it's and it's fun. Mm. They're they're like my homies. <laughs> <laughs> Which you actually called them as we were te- like talking yeah, about this. They're like, I'll homies. talk to my flat earth homies, see what's yeah. going on. They're uh, just I I'm proud of everything that we've ever done, and it's I do it because it it feels right, and mm-hmm. um I love I love comedy, and I. I think that uh, there's so much stuff that, like, you could bitch about, mm-hmm. um, and I do it a lot. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm a constant complainer. I'm fussy. I'm high-maintenance. <laughs> but for me, the flat earth and the stuff that we get to do and getting together and writing and bouncing ideas off of each other, it's, like, the one part of my day or my week that really seems simple and just good Mm -hmm. like good for my brain good for my 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 mind and even though uh do you miss like because you only do flat earth at this point right like yeah so do you miss improv do you miss nielsen do you miss those days of like i don't other (laughs) i did not i was not crazy about improv i love improv for what it taught me and Mm -hmm. there's times that I think about revisiting it but when you do like painful improv which I have done (laughs) lots of painful improv it feels like you are just drowning and like you're just like yeah you know padding at a a life vest and you just can't get to it and it's just like just put me (laughs) out of my misery (laughs) to get out of this this bit where at least with sketch you you have a good feeling that's on like that it's gonna work or like and if it doesn't you're just gonna roll with it because yeah. you've already got that character you've got that storyline you're gonna ride that bitch the wheels yeah, fall off there's no oh now what it's like oh i know like we have to doing. get through we have to like yeah yeah sketch is better um and then you're fairly new to 
writing, is there something that you've learned from sketch writing or from comedy that you would pass on to someone? <sighs> at least, you know, new in terms of everyone else on Flat Earth or your time on Flat Earth. I would say the most valuable thing that I have learned that I try to remind myself of constantly is don't be overly critical of yourself and let it prohibit you from getting something down on paper. You should be writing all the time. Keep a notebook by your bed if that's when you get, like, I always have ideas come to my mind while I'm falling asleep. So mm -hmm. I keep a notepad and a pen by my bed because I'll just, but I think the best thing to do is just don't overthink it. Sit down at the computer or if you like to write by hand, take that idea that you have and just flesh it out. And it might be a piece of shit <laughs> and but you'll you'll keep working at it and and the best thing is if you have people that you like to work with that you feel like get you and get your mm -hmm. like your sense of humor, then bounce it off of them because they might see it differently. And right have ideas um so are wait are there gonna be snakes on this stage like i can't tell you that i'm not gonna be happy if there <laughs> are like you'll see josh just running away from the <sighs> if vince brings a snake i'm gonna be very upset i'll be pissed too <laughs> so at least it's not just me okay thanks, thanks for Molly. having me <laughs>